1: Well, TJ, back-to-back wins, and this one was a road win, so I know that you had a chance to come back with the team. It's been a long time since there's been a joyous plane ride. What was it like after the game in the locker room, but more importantly for the guys on the plane?
2: It was great, man. A lot of guys, it was their first roadie, so uh, they were excited.
1: (laughs) you (laughs) always get excited about
2: those. It was, uh, you know, and the funny thing is we get to the – Airport last night. We're supposed to take off, be back to Detroit by you know eight o'clock, decent time, and we're getting ready to take off. And all of a sudden, oh, we got an engine failure or something, some light going yeah. on, and it's going to be a little bit. We got to get it looked at. And normally on the plane, guys would, you know, oh come on man, like, you saw get on. But it was actually like, all right man, guys were just grouping up and playing cards and just hanging out and talking. So it was a good, it was a good it was a good mood. It was a good vibe to be around and. You know, even talking to Dan after the game, I mean, you could just see the the emotion on his face and how happy he was, how proud he was uh, of the guys going out there and, and getting over that hump, fighting their way back and actually finishing one, uh, actually two in a row, um, to get a couple wins was just, uh, you, you know, you, you couldn't feel, uh, couldn't help but to feel happy for him. I mean, just because, you know, how much it means to those guys and how much work goes into it and, you know, the physical and mental and emotional toll that this game can take on you and, um, you know, to go out there and they, they, they've been saying for so long, you know, gosh, we're close, we're close, we're close and they just never been able to get over that hump and, you know, even going back, Jared Goff talking about how you know, man, all these gut punches, you know, we got to stop them, you know, it'll it'll stop someday. It's like, I go back to all those things and all those emotions that these guys have felt really not even over the past couple months, but the past couple seasons, you know, and to watch them go out there and and finish a game and and get to celebrate. Anytime you win a game in the NFL, you deserve to celebrate because it is hard to win on Sundays and for them to do it uh, two weeks in a row now is... I think it's been impressive. I think it has been, and they've been the team that uh, we've seen flip flop a little bit. We're used to them making the mistakes. We're used to them to you know, used to them you know missing a kick or used to them with the penalties. Yeah, and you know to see it go the other way and uh, take advantage of that. You know, and go out there and make them pay for a mistake. I think is a is is a very good sign for this team moving forward.
1: So the, there's great value in the win over Green Bay because it was one. It's a win. There's always value in the win, but it was also a close game. Not everything went their way. They overcame some things to be able to have a close game and a win on the road. The value for such a young roster who's trying to learn just how to win in the NFL, how to win on the road, how to stack some good things together, possibly stack a few wins together. Where what was the what was the feeling like amongst the young guys? I don't know if you had a chance to talk to to Hutch or Kirby Joseph or Josh Pascal, but what was the feeling amongst the young guys that had finally had that opportunity to win back-to-back games but also win a road game?
2: Yeah, I think uh you know, obviously it's big for their confidence. Um, I think maybe on the outside looking in, maybe we there's a sense of surprise coming from us fans because we've seen so long about just how that plays out. You know, we've seen that fourth quarter where you're down 14 and it gets ugly, you know what I mean? But in that building, I mean, they truly believe that they're in every game and that they've, they've got a chance and they think that, you know, they, they can win every game. So it was funny yesterday, actually, you know, I was looking around the locker room, kind of after the game, and, you know, I didn't see, like, the... We saw a bunch of overjoy, right, and just endless emotion after that Green Bay game because it had been five weeks up to that point they'd won. Uh, They just lost a coach. They just traded Hawkins. You know what I mean? Like, that was a really, really rough emotional week for them. To watch them celebrate after that Green Bay game, it was, like, finally a huge sigh of relief and a lot of guys letting out a whole lot of different emotion, Yesterday after the game, I certainly got that vibe that they were happy and celebrating, but it was kind of like it, it had more of a business trip type feel to it, you know, where it's like, yeah, we, you know, we, we expected to win this game. And when you get to that point, yeah. um, you know, then you start to really turn a corner when you start showing up every single week, expecting to win and, and expecting to, uh, you know, be the better team and expect to go out there and, and close them out. And like Dan Campbell said, you know. Early in training camp, we saw in Hard Knocks, you know, just talking about treading water and treading water. And then when you get your chance to, you know, bury somebody, you do it. You know, we've seen it two weeks in a row now. So that's starting. Those are no longer words, right? That's starting to become action. That's starting to become part of their identity and who they are. And uh, yesterday was just really, I mean... It was kind of a picture of their season, up and down and up and down. And then, oh, no, here it's going bad again. We got to do something about it, you know, and turn it around. And they did. And hopefully this is a a good lesson for the young players on how to, you know, stack that success. How to forget about last week and realize... You know, the only thing that matters is consistent consistency. The only thing that matters is doing it again, and that's something that I think is starting to become an expectation for him.
1: Well, and last year we saw after the after Dan Campbell's first win, right? We saw Sheila jump into his arms, and that was overplayed about the excitement in that. And I don't think there was too much excitement. It, it took a long time to get to that point. Yeah, finally get a win, and then the win over Washington. You kind of saw the same thing where it was. Um, you know, it was almost an over celebration against Green Bay. It was an over celebration because there was just this expectation that the the losing streak was going to continue. And now, when you when you do celebrate, because every win, as you mentioned, should be celebrated in the NFL, but it's tempered with okay, we did what we were supposed to do. We're going to celebrate this because it's a win. Yeah, it's a road win. We get a chance to to have a, a great plane ride home. But now going into a game, it's not that you go into it with the thoughts that we're going to win this game, but the at least the confidence that we we should win this game or we could win this game, not what are we gonna do to, to lose this game or or how to, what do we have to do to what 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 has to go right yeah. for us to win this game? Because we've heard Dan Campbell talk about this before where they've been in at certain times throughout his time here you've got to have everything go right. And if there's one penalty, if there's one mistake, if there's a turnover, or he makes a bad decision to go for it on fourth down, it costs you the game because you're not in position to, to make mistakes. Yeah, And I don't necessarily know that they've taken a huge step forward and they still have to play near a perfect game to win. But you look ahead and you say, well, there's some still some winnable games on this schedule. You're at three wins right now could they possibly get to six wins, seven wins? I think you start getting past that and it starts stretching a little bit, but there's nothing that says through the rest of the the season that they shouldn't get to the expectations were somewhere between six and eight wins. Yeah, no,
2: I'm with you. And, you know, you obviously hope that it's not, you know, too little too late by the time that happens but I think every win for this team is important I think every win for Dan Campbell is important for his you job know? yeah for his job and to show that you know he does have these guys on the right track and you know these guys do want to play for him it you know you don't see that that quit factor that give up factor that individuals placed are creeping in um you know, and and when it comes down to late game, ex, you know, execution—that's exactly what it's about. You got to execute when you need a play, when you're facing a third down, uh, and you have to find a way to to get it. You know what I mean? When you need a big stop uh, on defense, you have to execute and not bust an assignment and let somebody just run free down the field. You know what I mean? Like you got to yeah. find a way to execute. And they have the last couple weeks, and you know, there's a couple plays in that game you look at where. You know, the the Lions on their last scoring drive are facing third down. And, you know, that was their 91-yard drive. Um, Third and eight, you know, from their own, uh, gosh, was it like their own 40 maybe, well 35. Mm -hmm. And Chicago brings an empty pressure and – DeAndre Swift steps up and and stones the linebacker at the line of scrimmage. They run a little stunt between the center and right guard, and both those guys uh, come off and and throw tremendous blocks and give Jared Goff just that enough time to hit Tom Kennedy over the middle. Like, that's executing, you know. Late in the game, you know, you need pressure. You need somebody to step up big time. You get Hutchinson to get that first sack. Boom, now it bumps him back to third and long, and then we all know what happened at the end where – You know, that was one of the wildest plays I've ever seen, but they finish, you know, and that's what it comes down to. And that's what Dan Campbell's been trying to get this team to do uh, for a year and a half is find a way to win these close ones, find a way just to make one more play than the other team does. And for so long, they weren't doing it. You know, for so long, it was always the other team that would make a play or it was always us that would miss a field goal, you know, to go up two scores or, or get a penalty on a third and five, you know, an illegal motion, whatever it was, um, these guys are playing. It seems like they're playing much more discipline, and they're starting to, you know, trust their not only their teammates, trust themselves, but also trust the coaches, and say, you know what, we're gonna go out here and we got to execute, we got to win games, and that's what they've been doing, man. And I look, I don't think it's some crazy huge win yesterday for this team. I mean, you're still sitting here and you're saying three and six, but you know, I, I in the same sense, I do think it was a big win because I think they needed to learn how to. Win back to back games, how to continue to uh, just improve week after week and be consistent. And I think that's something that, you know, can be part of their identity moving forward. Uh,
1: and TJ, you know, we've, we've talked about the, the team performance, the defensive performance, especially at big moments, whether it's a goal line stand, Hutch making the big play on the goal line, uh, the sack, the Julian Okora finally wrestling uh, Justin Fields down at the end of the game to, to tie things up, to J- uh, Jeff Okuda. Pick six. All of those were big moments, um, but let's talk about some of those individuals. Jeff Okuda has been playing the best that we've obviously seen him play in Detroit. Where is, is he at? Is he playing up to the level, not necessarily as a number three overall pick? That's not his fault. I don't know that they'll, he'll ever live up to the expectations of that pick, but is he living up to the expectations of a first round pick?
2: Yeah, he's starting to and I think he's starting to become that player that they envisioned him being, you know. Um he's just getting better, man. He's getting better it seems like every game and he's hit that point now where you know, you look at him and he's still barely only played, you know, over one season. I think he's only played in you know, 18, 19 games now, which is just over a year, you know. Um, So he's still relatively young when it comes to playing time, but he's finally getting to that point to me that it looks like his confidence is sky high. Um, His awareness has gotten a lot better. You know, the game's starting to slow down for him where he can start anticipating what's coming based off down in distance, based off different situations, based off of different formations that you might see. Um, Those are all things that you know, play in play a big part of 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 executing and being successful. Um, you know, guys that y- y- you already know what plays coming before you know the snap. You know that that's those are the guys that have the most success in this league, and he he seems like he's he's finally turning into that uh, that player that they have always hoped he could be. And you know, he's 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 what they need right now. He just is. He's something they've been missing. Uh, for a long time now, just having a guy that can lock down receivers and play physical in the run game and and play fearless and uh, make plays. I mean, yesterday, obviously with the pick six was huge uh, to come back and tie that game up. Um, man, he's just he's turning into a very very impressive young player, and I think that uh, he's only going to continue to get better. You know, that's the good part is that he still has it, it seems like so much more room to grow where. Uh, we're already seeing the potential that he has and we're seeing him go out there and play at a high level. But, you know, I think even he would tell you like he, he's a worker, man. I mean, that kid just, he's a hard worker. He wants to get better every single, every single game. And he's been a, he's been a big, big pleasant surprise, I think for this defense. And it's, it's, it's what they need moving forward.
1: Yeah. And, you know, again, talking about an individual in Nathan Hutchinson and, you know, five and a half sacks, he's got the interception from last week against green Bay. Um, I think a lot of people really expected him to come in and just tear up the NFL. I think he's had a good rookie season. It's been one of a, a lot of ups and downs. We saw the sacks that he had in the first half against Washington. We've seen you know, bits and pieces, and you and I have talked about it, where at times it was early on against Jalen Hurts, over-pursuing, getting out of rush lanes, not playing discipline, just trying to go out there and... It basically throw caution to the wind and go make plays. And then later on in the season, you know, four, three, four weeks ago, I think we had the discussion of he seems real mechanical, like he's thinking too much and he doesn't want to over-pursue, but he's trying to process information. The last couple of weeks, it feels like it's more of instinctual. That he's playing, and last week I think he what he you know was what one or two in tackles. This week he's he's number two in tackles. Yeah, um, eight
2: solos. I mean that's impressive for a defensive lineman.
1: Yeah, and it just feels like he's much more comfortable in the defense in the NFL game. And there's still going to be bumps along the way. It's it's still. And I think you and I have a different perspective because there were times as a rookie where you you play a game and you're like wow okay I've got it, and then all of a sudden you play against somebody next week and you're like. I stopped. Yeah. I got to start over. Yeah. You know? I, gotta, yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know what I was thinking last week. That yeah. must've been a terrible person I played against. So um, what's the expectation for Hutch for the rest of this season? eBay motors is here for the ride. Remember
0: when you first saw the potential and then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive. That's all your own. Look to your left, look to your right. It's official. every time or your money back plus at these prices well you're burning rubber not cash keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com eligible items only exclusions apply it's only a kick a jump a block it's only a serve it's only a tackle a run it's only for the fans after all
1: Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com.
2: I, I just want to continue to see I, – I want. I guess I want to see consistency, you know, because like you said, we've seen throughout the first nine games, we've seen different points where, you know, oh, Washington, oh, my goodness, man, this dude's a game wrecker, you know, he's a stud. Then we saw a couple game stretch where he was disappeared, mostly invisible, not really making an impact at all. Then you start to see, okay, man, he's coming back a little bit, right? He's got a sack and a half, uh, uh, whatever game that was, Dallas. I, I can't remember, but um, you know. And then the, the next couple games, oh you know, not making much of an impact. And now we're seeing really two consecutive games where he, he's making a difference. You know, he's making a difference. And for me, that's he's he's gotten to that point where. You've almost seen it all. you know what I mean? You've played against power run teams. you've played against spread teams. you've played against read option teams. like there are different signals and things you can pick up on um just awareness wise th- to where you can start anticipating what's coming and what's gonna happen. And that's something that for me, his awareness has taken a huge leap over the past couple weeks, yep. meaning, you know, the first four or five games, it was just kind of, bull in China shop. I'm going to run as fast as I can off the line and just run into somebody and hopefully disrupt the play and hopefully make a play. And, you know, team started taking advantage of that. Oh, well, let's get him upfield. We'll hit him with a quick screen underneath, you know. And then yesterday he learns that, you know, he sniffs out that screen uh, to Cole Komet because he's seen it before. He he knows that feeling. He has that uh, memory logged you know, in his brain of, okay, something's up. You know, I got to slow down a little bit. I can't just run around like a maniac and then go hit the quarterback. And and he stops and he reads the screen. He gets in the throwing lane. Fields has to throw it high. Boom, turns into a pick six. You know, like those are the little things that are starting to show up on game day. And reading formations, reading stances, knowing – you know, it's second and nine. If they gave me give me play fake on the backside, maybe instead of chasing down the line, I'm going to be a little bit heavier on the quarterback. Think it, you know, high percentage play action pass or rollout boot, whatever it is. Those are the things to me that looks like he's starting to really improve on. Um, because even yesterday we saw, you know, the play on the goal line that he made, you know, chasing down David Montgomery from the backside. Like, he knew what play was coming. You know, that's through experience. That's through... Film study, that's through reading the formation and reading the offensive yeah. line stances and trying to get a, a, a little tip of where they're going and trusting what you see and going out there and making a play. So I think that he's the game is starting to, uh, much like Okuda, uh, starting to slow down for him a little bit. He's starting to understand how teams want to attack you, how teams want to uh, you know, maybe play with your eyes a little bit to throw you off. Uh, I think he, start, he could because... At this point, halfway through the season, he's seen he's seen it all. And uh, the biggest thing for players and even young players is, you know, you want to see when you get, you're going to get beat once in a while, just don't keep making repeated mistakes. And he looks like he's learning from some of the mistakes that he has made, um, you know, throughout the first five, six, seven games. The last couple weeks, he looks like he's putting himself in a much better position to be that playmaker that we all hoped he would be.
1: So let me ask you this question. We talked about some good things. and Obviously, we want to talk about as many as we can after a win, but Justin Fields still ran 13 times for 147 yards. What were the players saying after the game about the player that Justin Fields is, but also your thoughts on how do they prevent that? How do they stop a quarterback, a mobile quarterback, from having so much success on the ground? Yeah,
2: I, I mean – It's crazy because even me looking at the game, it's like, yeah, Justin Fields is a hell of a player. He's a great athlete. He's got rare size and speed and physicality um, that you don't see too often from NFL quarterbacks. You know, Josh Allen's another guy who's a freak. But um, is he a polished quarterback at this point? Like, I wouldn't say so. I mean, I think he only had six passing yards in the fourth quarter. He kind of looked confused a little bit. Obviously, we saw the pick six which was a yep. huge mistake from you know what I mean when it comes to true quarterback play um I don't think he's there yet but he is I mean just watching him up close and personally yesterday he's he, he's one of the most dynamic athletes in the NFL and I can tell during that game that the defense was getting so frustrated because it felt like three four times where you know they got him dead to rights in the pocket and all you gotta do is wrap him up bring him down and even, you know, Isaiah Bugs. I talked to him after the game, and he's like, I mean, I had him. Like, I had him. You know, I, I had him. Wrapped, I wrapped him up. I had him, and all of a sudden it didn't, <laughs> and he runs for a touchdown. You know, and even Julian O'Quara was like, man, like that last play – you know, I had the first shot at him, you know, felt like I had him, got up, you know, and and chased him down. He goes, at that point, I didn't even try to bring him down. I just tried to wrap him up as hard as I could. So he couldn't move, you know, and and that's one of those things where, and even I asked him, I said, do you guys get frustrated, you know, not being able to bring him down? Do you you get pissed at yourself, you know, for missing that opportunity? Or sometimes do you just have to tip your cap and say, this guy's just a freak? And it was kind of like both. They're like, yeah, I mean, I'm mad that I didn't you know bring him down but at the same time you know you're probably bringing 31 other quarterbacks down when you wrap them up when you hit them like that so um Justin Fields is just uh he's an incredible athlete man and he's starting to obviously use his legs a lot more than he has you know in the first four games whatever it was and even last season but moving forward I mean you know even that first I think they when I go back and I watched Chicago's game from last against Miami there were maybe three or four true quarterback runs you know whether it be the read option whether it be a quarterback sweep Uh, a lot of his scrambles and rushing yards came off the passing game dropping back oh there's pressure i gotta take off i gotta do something uh yesterday they implemented a whole lot more of that i mean it was a ton of read option quarterback sweeps rollout. you know just getting him on the move and you know maybe that took him by surprise a little bit because he just hadn't seen it from chicago up to that point um but look, man, I think, you know, the first play of the game, you know, they go read option, boom, what was it, you know, 25-yard gain. And I don't know how defenses can take that away. Like, I just don't know. I mean, I, I tried to watch late in the game to see how they adjusted, and, you know, sometimes you can bring the defensive end off the backside and then maybe add a safety in as well, but um, But when you have an athlete like that, like even there was a couple times, you know, you got Julian on the outside who's right there to make a play on Justin Fields, and you got Hutchinson right there ready to make a play, and he just runs right by him because he's a better athlete. So for me, it's like that's got to be the hardest thing to defend if you're a a defensive end slash outside linebacker because you can be in the perfect spot and still the guy runs right around you for 20 yards, you know what I mean? But um, looking forward, I mean, you know, they don't play them again until... You know, it was late in the season, I think it was. Um, You know, obviously you go the Giants, who we've seen Daniel Jones starting to use his feet a little bit more. You go the Bills, we know Josh Allen's going to run the ball. I mean, (laughs) you know, you see Chicago again. What was it? I think New Year's Day. Like, you're going to face a couple more of these quarterbacks that are running, and you just got to figure out ways, you know. And I don't know. That's Aaron Glenn's obviously expertise in his job. But have you seen, you know, a defense that – that is it's
1: designed to stop Designed a, the, to stop
2: a quarterback run. I mean, it's just, it's crazy because normally when you have... Uh, you, the quarterback's the one guy that's always not accounted for. You know, right. when you're running man coverage or you're running pressure, whatever it is, you obviously try to overload. Um, but he's the one guy, if he slips out, you know, it's always big play opportunity. And, and that's something for me that <laughs> you could tell they were getting frustrated yesterday because they got close
1: so many times. And, yeah. and when, you, when your quarterback is your running back and it's a designed run you get an extra blocker with yeah. your running back yeah. um so you, you 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 get to overload uh, you know wherever they're going in terms of blockers but offensively it was it was great to be able to see an offense be able to respond now in the second half again it was what three punts to start the second half that's frustrating but they were able to come back from a uh, a two touchdown deficit DeAndre Swift w- there was there was talk, or at least rumor, going around that he was somewhat upset about the pitch count that he was on, and then and then, well, I think it was what five carries three weeks ago, two carries um, against Green Bay, yeah, and then six it, yesterday, six yesterday. So, like, when should we expect, or was there any conversation that you know DeAndre Swift is he's he's ready to go? I mean, I thought we were going to see more more in that game
2: um, just based off of what we were hearing throughout the week last week. Uh, Still, I think, a bit surprising that he was limited to, what was it, eight touches or seven touches total? Yeah. Um, And I know he wasn't having a tremendous amount of success. I think he ended up with six carries for six yards, and that was including the nine-yard touchdown, so you do the math. He had five carries for minus three, um, you know, I don't know if, I, I don't think he's in, you know, hot water with any coaches when I say this, but I think there's a part of the coaching staff that knows that Jamal has been your, your most reliable back. Jamal has been your workhorse. Jamal has been the guy that you can count on. And uh I think there's just a comfort level there with knowing that when he's in the game, you know, he's going to be a reliable dude. And you know, there's. I think there still is a concern with Swift with his uh, either existing injuries or um, you know possibly getting hurt even more. You know, with a bigger workload. So I think I still think they're trying to work to so, work through some of those uh, some of those questions and and work through some of those things. But yeah, I mean, it's just it's frustrating from a fan's perspective because you just know what kind of player he is. You know how explosive he can be. You know how important he is. Uh, just adding a different dynamic to that uh, to that offense, and I'm sure he's frustrated too. And uh, I, I was surprised; I thought we were going to see, I thought we were going to see more of him. You know, yesterday against the Bears, we didn't, and uh, we'll just have to keep an eye on it and see how it goes heading this weekend in New York.
1: No, but uh, the guy that we did see a lot of, Amon Ross St. Brown. Yeah, I mean, good to he's see him have a really. I mean, he's yeah. tough to cover. He runs good routes, and ten catches, 119 yards. And, you know, and like the first couple, you could say, okay, well, you know, hey, they're they're just playing defense. But you get a receiver that catches and gets as open as he does. I don't know what a defense is doing when that continues to happen. Are they, are they looking at it going, well, they can't possibly hit him again? Yeah,
2: I, it's confusing, isn't it? I mean, because you look at just the the game yesterday, and amon rob St. Brown, eleven targets. You know, Khalif Raymond, three. Right. Your running backs. Justin Jackson, three, DeAndre Swift, three, and then one, one, one. I mean, it's yeah, like it's, it's you crazy. look at it and it's like it for me, it reminds me of the Cooper Cup effect where it's like, how is this guy open? Like, how do you not double to double team him every time in Chicago? You know, they ran a lot of zone and. He did a great job of just kind of finding the soft spots. But, yeah, you're like, man, I don't know why they're not doubling this guy because your next me. best options are, you know, Tom Kennedy yeah. and, and uh, Khalif Raymond. And, and, look, Khalif Raymond, I mean, he's had to step up and take a bigger role in this offense as well, and he's produced for the most part. He was supposed to be, uh, you know, kind of that gadget-type guy, uh, you know, your fourth, fifth receiver when everybody's healthy um, and, you know, come in be a little speed guy and, you know, they tried the jet sweep yesterday that could have been disaster where he fumbled. Thank God, got it back. But uh, he's had to step up and, and get more playing time and, and been asked to produce a little bit more. And for the most part, he, he's done that. Um But yeah, I'm in. I'm in. Ra. I mean, it's 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 good to have him out there because he, he's obviously that one guy in on the outside that you I think we all trust the most to go make plays, especially when you have to have it on third downs or yeah. you know red zone plays, whatever it is, two minute. Like he's the guy. You obviously want to get the ball in his hands as much as you can.
1: And even last year, right, he was their only target basically at the end of the year. And you had Hawk at that time, but you know, I think there was even a game at the end of the year where Hawk wasn't available. Um, but going into this year, you thought, oh, well, DJ, you know, Shark could be able to distress the field. Yeah. You've got guys that could do that and it would lead you to believe that things would be easier. Life would be easier for Armand M- Ra. Yeah. What excites me is whenever that moment comes where Jamison Williams becomes available I think those two guys could really open up this offense um, and again Dan Campbell said last week he thinks maybe in December um, he'll be able to uh, to be a part a little bit more part of the offense but uh, that remains to be seen uh, like we said a hey, and we all know the Giants are up next to trip to New York could you possibly get three wins in a row two road victories in a row uh, we'll get a chance hopefully in a later in the week we'll come at you again. Uh, But we thank you for listening to Necessary Roughness.